Hello everyone and welcome to the Artful Athlete podcast episode 81 and today I wanted to talk a little to you about creative burnout following yesterday's mindful chat with the wonderful Gavin, the heart behind Miracle of Sound. If you haven't listened to it yet, don't worry, I really recommend giving it a listen because it's quite wholesome in so many ways. It's wholesome, it's it's musical, it's an honest and earnest conversation about creative mental health, social media, the magical power of music and emotions, and also the loss of creativity and what can lead to a night of the creative, a moment where you kind of just don't produce things anymore, where you don't create. It can happen to all of us to feel tired, empty, depleted of all energy. And these downward spells are usually accompanied by, you know, our friends, anxiety, sometimes insomnia, low spirits, lack of interest, not getting joy from anything, overall feeling disinterested, disconnected, and just kind of empty. And in that emptiness, in that darkness, not a stir, nor a whisper, just the deafening silence of what was once there. The image that's coming up for me is, you know, when a fire is burnt, it leaves nothing behind. It's quite unforgiving. I found that the moment when it hits the hardest is actually when you become aware of this absence. When you realise that on top of feeling tired, of maybe experiencing a form of apathy and lethargy, you're left with a hole, a hollow place where emotions should be, used to be, where creation was easily accessible. I found that the hardest because you kind of then cling on to that memory of what was there. Yeah, I guess because you're just remembering. You're spending time remembering the version of you that was full, that was inspired, that was creative and active. One thing modern creatives and artists tend to forget is that they're sharing the same body and mind as a person. That goes through life. If you're not one of the massively successful creators, you need to get, quote, a real job, unquote, to pay the bills, to be able to afford living. So you're kind of living this double life, double agent vibes, maintaining your two personalities, fueling both characters you're playing. And yes, I believe it is possible to find a balance that works. An equilibrium of sorts. We, we technically all have the potential to achieve one, but as we don't all share the same experiences, the same challenges, the same body, the same mind, as we don't have the same parameters, the same standards, as we don't share the same support system, that equilibrium, it's just not always maintainable. And sometimes it's just not there at all. And that's okay. It's not a pleasant realisation, but it's okay. Because, let's be real, if on top of stretching ourselves thin and burning up, we're not bringing in some compassion, if we're just opening the door to judgement and self-criticism, then it's just going to be even more painful and the wound is going to take so much longer to heal. When it feels like you've got nothing left in you, it's okay to rest. I'm not saying it's easy, because... F beep 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 knows it's not going to be easy, but it's something that's essential. It's essential to rest. And by rest, I actually mean 
rest, without scrolling, ideally without doing anything that's numbing, that would numb the sensation we're experiencing. Numbing the mind, numbing the pain, numbing the emptiness. Because that delays the healing. It delays the replenishing, the refueling, and it feeds into the stress and the anxiety. This sensation of being both empty and overwhelmed, like you're both feeling so drained and like you've run out of everything. And at the same time, you're so full of emotions, of one emotion in particular, or like a sensation that everything is kind of, I don't know, either like a wave or a pressure. A restless mind stops a resting body from healing, and an aching body hinders and weighs on a resting mind. So you kind of have to look after both. And that means real rest. I think it was Sally Clark, I'm pretty sure it was her, who described burnout as being a slow and insidious experience because burnout plays the long game. And yeah, it totally does. <laughs> it, because it has that power of infiltration, you know, it seeps deeply into your being, it infiltrates yourself into every layer of you because it sends out its invisible roots and just connects them deeply into your creation centers, your emotion centers, your, your mind, your rational mind, your body. It feeds off the different aspects of you. Now, we've mentioned fatigue, low energy, this feeling of depletion. There's the emptiness, the, the loss of connection to activities, to, I don't know, objects, books, tunes, and even people. And it doesn't mean that it, all of a sudden you've become heartless. Maybe you don't feel as much as you used to, or maybe you feel things differently, as if the connection is happening through a very thick fog or a layer of cotton. Maybe you feel prone to anger or tears. Maybe you're more distant or full of irritation. In my case, I remember I felt like I was witnessing things happening rather than experiencing them. Does that make sense? Like, like you're sort of dissociated from life, from the fun bits, from the creative bits. Kind of like a ghost watching human life unravel. And the pressure. Oh gosh, yeah, I remember the pressure. The pressure rises. It rises because suddenly there's this awareness of the situation. There's an awareness that I should be creating. I should be practicing my skills. I've worked hard enough to gain them, to become good at them, to hone them, to embody them and to be confident in them. I ought to. I must do this somehow, but I don't. When we've already reached a vulnerable space, we then end up fostering further tension by, by reconnecting to these standards and expectations previous versions of us placed on ourselves. And by summoning the critical self, it's not really great because it's not a particularly friendly language that it uses most of the time. Comparison, judgment, black and white thinking, these type of stuff. Mindfulness and compassion to ourselves in these moments. That's what helps toning it down, stopping and coming back to your body and the present moment. That's what dissolves anxious feelings. Focusing on your feet, your heartbeat, your ribcage, your breath, maybe the sound of the wind outside your window, 
the distant sounds of chatter at the park, the engine of a car driving nearby. That's one key, because the present is our ally, because it's the one moment where we actually are. We've got both feet on the ground. The ground you can trust, your breath you can trust. These are constants. They don't change, they're always there to support you. It's not going too fast, and it doesn't mean I'm stuck. It just means I am. It just means I'm allowed to just be. And that's maybe the most difficult task of all, to actually just allow yourself to be. It's a first step to find yourself again in order to, to reconnect, you know, to that original spark, to the creative light that started it all and took you on this incredible creative adventure. Give yourself the gift of creation. Draw something that makes you happy. Play with your spices in the kitchen. Sing in the shower and have fun with the echo. It's a brilliant room. You've got the perfect, yeah, echoey thing. It makes it sound like you're auto-tuning your voice to some extent. Focus on putting colours that you actually love on your palette or that in this moment feel like they're the right colours for you. Reclaim ownership of this creative process. These gestures, these, these rituals. Because that's what it is. When you're setting up your canvas and getting your palette ready to paint, it's a ritual. The way you do it is unique. The way you set up your writing corner is unique. Only you do it this way. Maybe you could celebrate that. But whatever happens, please just take your time. Don't force. Don't push. Don't rush. Make this process as playful as you can. Bring gentleness into the mix. Think about it this way. Once you've got a lit match, you don't rush it to the candle, do you? You place a hand to protect it and slowly lead it to what you're trying to light up. Because otherwise, you know, the fire on the match would just uh, go out and then you can't light up your candle and then you have to open another box and get another match and yada yada yada. Or if you're using a lighter, if you don't do it a certain way, you burn your fingies. And that's not pleasant. Have the same approach with your creativity. Find the match, the spark that fits you, and slowly but surely escort it to the torch. And when you're ready, you'll see. You start with a match, you light up a candle, you light up a torch, and one day, a beacon. Fuel your light by allowing yourself to rest. Find thoughts, dreams, video games, musics, dances, paints and dishes that inspire you, that makes your heart go, boom, I'm into this. Or just that bring a sense of, I don't know, a pleasant wave, like a hug from within even. Whatever sensation that you would connect to comfort, to maybe a sense of neutrality if you're feeling too full of emotion. Or maybe even to joy, depending. See how it goes. Fuel your light by allowing yourself to rest. And little by little, as Gavin said, the well will fill up again. And remember, you can always reach out to someone for help if you're struggling to find the right process that would suit you. There's no right or wrong way of doing this. Well, there's a painful way of doing this. <laughs> that includes a lot of pressure and a lot of negative talk and 
unachievable standards and forcing and forcing and pushing and seeing yourself through the eyes of others. How about just being? That's a nice place to start with. What a week. What a mindful chat. So let's bring on the next guest. Chizu Sekamoto, a very, very, very old friend of mine. We've known each other since uh, I was probably 12 years old. So that goes back. And she is an empowerment coach. So next week, that is going to be the theme. Empowerment. You know, embodying your power. Thank you for tuning in. Um, couple of quick announcements. There's still a couple of tickets for the London self-care event on the 26th, where I'll be leading some breath work. And remember, if you're interested, you can book a free online session with me using the link in the episode description. Have a lovely rest of the week and I'll speak to you soon.